Hello, world. Hey, world. Hello, world. Welcome to Hello, world. The future is female. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Hello, world. The future is female. Today, I'm joined by Melody Koshnavizadeh, a UCLA student who is majoring in psychobiology on the pre-med track and is also the president of the Iranian student group at UCLA. And so given what is going on in Iran and really on the basis of women's rights, it's a great privilege that um, I was able to speak with her today. So thank you so much, Melody, for joining me. I'm so excited to be here and really glad to talk and discuss with you anything you want to know. So I saw that you're the president of the Iranian student group at UCLA while also majoring in psychobiology. Could you tell me a little bit more about what you do and how this has really impacted your experience as an Iranian American? Yeah, so I'm actually one of the co-presidents. So thank God I have like an actual another person with me. So we do it together. And like, that makes it a lot more manageable, especially during right now, when we have a lot of different projects going on. And obviously, like, being pre-med, it's not like, this isn't related to being pre-med at all, which is why it's like really hard to juggle um, kind of like my identity and like wanting to help with um, being pre-med at UCLA where everything's like geared towards science more but it's a lot more like they called on us and um that and even the LA community so it's been really nice to do that yeah and I actually saw that you were on the Kelly Clarkson show in October and you guys were talking about how the group set up a vigil and kind of this remembrance of Masa Mini and obviously in LA there's like this dense population of Iranians and that kind of Persian culture. Do you think displays like that vigil or even protests, um, kind of what do they do for Americans and how has being surrounded by Persian culture in America um, influenced your ideals and aspirations? So as I said earlier as well, like we live in Tehranjalis, this nickname Tehranjalis, this is the biggest group of Iranians outside of Iran, um, all condensed into one, like, five mile radius and so when we have vigils like that and like any type of event protests we do a lot of protests a lot of rallies we used to do one every month um and we get community members that come it's not just for students and not only that like our friends who are american and like non-iranians who are allies also get to hear about our story and hear about what our their fellow friends are going through as well so uh, all those events are not just for us specifically it's to bring awareness because that's all we can do at this like in this side of the world obviously like we can't go especially as you said my appearance on the kelly kirkson show means i can't ever like go back to iran like i'm probably blacklisted if i'm being it's like i've said i stood against the government that's like not pop like you can't go back until right. changes happen and so like and i knew i made that sacrifice but you know, everyone needs to do that. Like even just being allies, signing petitions, helping out and like donating to the right places. Like um, obviously a lot of people want to donate. A lot of you have asked me that, but like you can't like, you have to find the right sources to donate to because some of them don't go where you, the money doesn't right. go to the right place. So um, that's why we mostly do the events to bring awareness and keep people talking about it as well. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point because I know I, I, live, I live in Florida and there's not really a huge Persian culture here, but a big part of this problem is like people just don't know about it or the media that they read is um, one-sided or from one perspective that it really like blocks out what's actually going on, both like still the beauty and culture behind, you know, Iranians, but also like what actually needs to be solved. So I think, you know, that's that's really great that especially in L.A. and from America, like what we can do is really just understand the situation and then we can help. Um, but yeah, 
So I know that you spent um, several years in Iran as a kid, like your main kind of childhood experience. And I guess, especially being so young, do you think that had an influence on kind of what you believe now and what you choose to do? And could you also talk about how you think the Iranian um, regime or the government um, has an effect on kids, especially girls um, education? I was born in North Carolina, but then I like right after I was born when I was like two or three, I moved to Iran until I was eight. And so, like, I early of like learning language, I went to an all girls school, wore a hijab, like nothing, like no interaction um, with like the Western world type of for like five six years because um, my family decided to move back, and that was really I didn't realize like different that system is until I came to America when I was eight, and I actually had to go to school with boys. I got to pick my own outfits. I had to learn English, like everything, like. The thing with, like, the education system there is, like, you don't know what you're missing if you've never felt it before. That's how I would best describe it. Like, when I was living there, like, you don't know you're missing all these things because this is the only world you know. So, but if I were to, like, if this from me, like, I would feel so much more in English because, like, I know how good other people have it. And, like, there was this, like, survivor's guilt associated with that where it's, like, what makes me, like, worthy enough that I could just leave and come back. But, like, my my cousins my friends that I made there aren't allowed to so it's like there's a whole lot of layers like a lot of people here feel the same way because we have a lot of grad students here you say that are international students from Iran like go went to Sharif University like one of the best schools in Iran they also have this like very this tough struggle of like they miss their families back home but they have here and it's just like all what because when all these events happened like it was September when um school for that just come here but first week and like that happened so i think one has this like identity of like wanting to, like the systems there like it's but, like the, the education here is so much greater like they know they have to be here but also like feeling for the people there and like, wanting to help in any way we can mm-hmm. so, that's yeah, a good point because i think they yeah, I think a lot of people think in Iran, women don't necessarily like our, women aren't as smart as men. But obviously, a lot of the graduates in STEM are women. But like, even with that, it's still a matter of like, what type of education are they getting? And do they even know the opportunities that they should, you know, inherently have as as humans? Um, so yeah, that was interesting. Thanks for sharing. Um Obviously, like I mentioned earlier, the media tends to highlight, you know, maybe a negative look on Iran, um, particularly like on the people of Iran, um, influencing Americans' perceptions. And I think obviously that has really saturated the media landscape. Um, Do you think you have a favorite Iranian artist, tradition or woman that you still take inspiration from amidst all this? So I think tradition is really huge in my family. That's how I stayed aligned with my culture. Like I lived in a very like white like predominantly white neighborhood growing up until I came to UCLA and I honestly didn't reconnect with my culture until here but no ruse was so huge like that's the one time of year where you're like I dropped like it revolved around that like my family would drop everything make the table like it just like it's like a constant in my life I remember distinctly like COVID happened March 13th of 2020 and no ruse that year was a week late it was the first week of quarantine it was March 20th and I remember thinking, like, even in the middle of, like, a crisis, <laughs> like, national pandemic, we're still making this table. We're like, still getting the goldfish. Like, no <laughs> matter what's onion. happening. Yes. Honestly, I don't even know why my mom got that, uh, the goldfish for a table. But <laughs> be, so it just reminds me of, like, it reminds me of who I am and, like, keeps me really grounded. I think also in Iran, that was a big constant in my life. So no matter where I've been, Nowruz has been such a huge part of my life. And, like, bringing these people together. I feel like there's no other thing that 
no other time of year that I feel that way. Like, honestly, we don't really celebrate Christmas a lot, but like, that's my Christmas. So like, I would say yeah. that's like a really beautiful tradition. I get to talk with my friends about it too. And like, get them $2 bills, AD. <laughs> like they know it all too. So it's like really funny. Um, yeah. But yeah, I would say that's like my favorite part. Yeah, I think that's funny because I guess there was a big debate of like, do we celebrate Nehru's even with like what's going on in Iran? Like, is it kind of, you know, a bad thing to do from like the point that we are in America? But like, at the same time, there is obviously not a lot of negative going on, but you have to focus on hope if you're going to create change. And I think it is kind of a celebration of possibility um, and what could change. So that's also my favorite holiday. Love it. And I, I, my mom's like Vietnamese and my dad's Iranian and obviously like I was born in America. So we do like the three. Like no way. Yeah. So we do, I have regular. I years, love that. Then lunar. Then we do. Yeah. So Back to you both are busy all year. Yeah. You have a new holiday. I love, I love holidays. That's yeah. so beautiful. Amazing. Yeah, so it's a good time. Do you think um, to create change for equality, is it about mending relationships between America and Iran? Or does the solution have to come like in Iran and kind of from the people there? And I guess in other words, like how can people like you and me, like you said, you can never really go back to Iran and like address the situation directly. Um, And like girls across the entire goal um, really help pursue this um, equality in Iran and in the Middle East. I know and that's like equality is such an abstract topic that's like it's so hard to make it tangible especially since we're so far away and I feel like that's how we try our best here obviously like we can't go in the trenches and like rebuild the whole government and I feel like sometimes here people expect us to do more and like we've been reaching out to government legislators um here in the county and like state senators we speak with them and help them translate um their English messages to Farsi so that like they can reach more population but I think the my main goal is I don't I can't speak for everyone else, but it's like supporting the Iranian people in Iran on what direction they want to lead this. So like I feel like making sure it's their voices are amplified amplify instead of us wanting to speak for them. Like we want to like we want to make sure if they decide they want this, we help them amplify that instead of us deciding what's best for them. If mm-hmm. that makes any sense, because yeah. right now I, I we. Basically, all we could do is listen and amplify that voice. And, like, it never feels right for us to be... Like, it comes to any situation. Like, you don't want to be the person from the outside telling them what's best. Right. So that's what we're, that step, step we're at right now. And, like, it's, it's always changing. Like, to think, like from October to September, September, October to now, it's, like, there's new updates every, like, day, week. Like, my cousins and you. Like, there's always stuff happening. And so it's about, like, keeping up with that and also wanting, like, you need like a solid format you can just like tear down a whole system so like we have to obviously like whatever they want if they find a system we have to support that and like help them do that as well so what do you think are like the most significant obstacles facing you know these Iranian women or um, society in general from asking for help or even getting people to um, listen because I know like the Iranian government will like shut down the internet or really kind of limit freedom speech so how um, do you think like what's the biggest obstacle that they face There's many, the biggest common thread is like, there's no way to like, inter, like outside intervention is like the, in a perfect world, there would be outside intervention, right? But there's no way for like, even United Nations is not, is too scared to even like kick off Iran from the, like their board. Right. And that really shows how hard it is for women to be heard there. It's like, it's become this issue of like for polit- political, like 
reasons of like other countries it makes that's the biggest obstacle honestly like economic ordeals and like political ordeals about keeping other people from intervening like officially and so i think that that's that in my opinion is the biggest the biggest obstacle like if no one else from the outside is willing to actually like stand up it's really hard to make change happen from just the inside that's my opinion but yeah, that makes sense. I was watching the There's news. a lot of other obstacles, probably like so many. Like I could go on. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was watching the news the other day and I saw that Iran was like named chair or something like that of the UN and um yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, I saw, that's what made me that's why I answered that way. I remember I was reading the news on that. I was like shocked. I was like, this is actually ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I remember someone yeah. was like, I don't know if it's funny or if it's like sad. They don't know. Like, I don't know how that even happens, especially with all these different. It's so countries. ironic. I know, but that's another topic. <laughs> um, but I remember when Masa Amini died, it was kind of the first time really I was old enough, um, but also kind of aware of the realities of what was going on in Iran and how um, while I've, you know, obviously never been there and probably won't ever go. um it's kind of it hit personal um, personally just because like I think even more than the pandemic because I felt like in the pandemic everyone was kind of struggling with this whereas what's going on in Iran it's like if I was born there like my life could have been significantly different um, but kind of looking further I realized that obviously thousands of women not just like Masa many have been sacrificing their lives and kind of for this movement since 1979 or you know before that what role do you see women in playing um, for the future of their country and how can their voices be amplified, like you said, so that we're not speaking for them, but, you know, we're kind of a, a medium for their message um, and kind of value their their efforts as a whole? I feel like you said, like, Iran feels so far away and it feels like even here, I'm a woman in leadership, so me and my co-pres are both women, right? And it's mm-hmm. so ironic, like, usually there's a historically, like, male, like, right. domination of this position. And, like, this year it's two women. And it felt like the perfect time. And it's, like, still, like, even as women, like, people probably don't take us the most, like, seriously as, like, I don't think I get the most respect out of, like, in the world. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, there's yeah. still traces of it here. So there's no perfect, even here, it's not perfect. And, like, in Iran, it's about that. It's, like, it takes so much baby steps to get to like nothing happens overnight. And I feel like I've learned that being in this position, like especially with the events that we do and like in having more female voices in a running government would be huge. I think that's the one thing that's like lacking and like women in Iran aren't able to occupy higher positions in politics, economics, and like, like they not only they're educated, but they're not able to access those opportunities because of sexism or like those underlying systematic issues. And I think it all comes back to like being, it's like here in America, they're very good about like DEI, making sure there's equal representation in different areas of life and economic and politics. And like doing that in Iran would start like increasing the presence of women in those higher paying jobs and gets them more of a voice to eventually transition into political positions. And like, that's what it's going to take transitioning from that. And like now that, women are the top Iranian women are the topic of conversation I think this is the first place we can like actually change the system because even in Iran like men are standing with the women of Iran it's not, mm-hmm. it's not just women just standing alone so like that's what really gives me hope, hope that right. it's become this humanitarian issue instead of just women which really like it makes it a lot better and makes it a lot more powerful in my opinion yeah I think that's that's kind of the key it's not just a women's issue we have like 
all these genders and all these people kind of supporting what this cause is. And at the end of the day, it's like a human's rights issue, not just a women's rights issue. Um, So I think even in like the US, if you're interested in government, you know, taking positions where you are advocating for people to um, change the judiciary system in Iran or really advocating, you know, to still connect that. Because like at the end of the day, these things in the UN or um, these things that we see in Iran shouldn't be happening. And if kind of if other countries or other people kind of support what's going on for the people, um, I think that can have a greater impact. But anyways, um, as my last question, I always like to ask this to all the people I interview. So with your work at UCLA and, and personally with the you know Iranian student group, how are you and the group going to change the world now or even in the near future? So that's always a really tough answer, a question to answer because the future, I've learned this, is like the future is so unpredictable. Like when I came yeah. into this position, it was mainly to make social, fun social events for the community. Like yeah. nothing, we're, we're not, we were non-political, non-religious, everything. And then this, and like, and we were kind of like, it happened just, and we were like, we have to step up, like this is our time. Mm-hmm. And the same with the future, like if anything happens with like other minority groups or like anyone else, I want to be there and help mm-hmm. amplify their voices. I think I made me realize like, when one group of people have an issue, like we should also involve and help them as well. Cause I feel like certain groups helped us, but then certain groups ignored our cause. So like, it's like seeing it from my end, I don't want to make any other organization feel that way. So I think in the future, I would love to expand to like other um, ethnic groups, religious groups that may have their own issues they're fighting for and, um, and help them. I think that's where I want to see the future of ISG go specifically um, for next year. And just making more events that brings the community together, especially during, because Iranians have a lot of different opinions and a lot of different views on the world, but like bringing them together in like any way we can, like even through happy events, I think that would be really good for the future as well. Yeah, that's a good point. Like I said earlier, there's a lot of negative, but at the end of the day, like hope is what's going to inspire people to join the movement or like encourage people to kind of support what's going on. So, and I also, I was in Latin today and we were talking about this quote of like, seize the day and trust little in the future. So that kind of reminded me of that. So just kind of take it day. Like you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but what you can do today is, you know, help this issue or amplify this voice. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for um, taking the time. Thank to do this you. That's it for today's episode. Remember to stay positive, stay inspired, and change the world. Bye, everyone.